0: Welcome to Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours. I am so glad it is March because February was really draining. After coming off a very emotional and positive January, um, I just felt renewed and recharged. February just drained my damn soul. And yesterday and the day before, I just spent some time reflecting, trying to figure out what just got the best of me. And I just couldn't stay focused. And, you know, I felt so sad and depressed. And, you know, I was like, damn, is mercury and micro micro braids, as my friend uh, from the Ropes and Handcuff podcast says. I was like, what is going on? And I realized that I am surrounded, like most of us are, with anti-blackness. And the more that I see or experience people being hateful and denigrating black people and depriving black folks of basic humanity, I can't function. I have a very difficult time navigating now, that doesn't make me go out and save the world because I don't have the energy to, but it just it weighs very heavily on my soul. And I don't know how to move forward with not being OK with it, but helping a lot more in speaking truth to power And questioning some of the morales of folks that I love or have friendships with. So I'll give an example. I'm not a Kanye West fan. For me, your politics, it trumps your artistry with me. And if you say things or do things that are pandering, you're cooning, I can't deal with it. If you are homophobic, transphobic, ableist, I cannot deal with it. If you are misogynistic or a narcissist, I can't deal with it. Although everyone loves Kanye, I don't. Because I'm still stuck at the fact that this motherfucker opened his mouth in a public forum that can be seen over and over and over again and said slavery was a choice. Your black ass said that shit. I don't give a fuck what you do. You can come pay all my bills, secure my future, my retirement, pay loans, tuition, and I'm still stuck at the fact that you said, said that. I don't move forward with people when they say things that are so hurtful and so dehumanizing i don't know i just i can't move forward with that even if you apologize i may be accepting of a very genuine apology because sometimes people really are sincere in their apologies and there's changed behavior and even if it's not if the apology is very sincere in which a person takes ownership of their actions. They don't play this, you know, I'm sorry you were offended by this. No, that's not an apology. An apology is said, I said some fucked up shit. I did some fucked up shit. I realize now that it was stupid. It was hurtful. It was X, Y, and Z. I am sorry that I said these things. That's an apology to me. Um, I just really struggle with that. And I think the older I get... The less tolerance I have for people who don't take their time to speak, to think before they speak. So February was very draining for me in that regard. Now, kind of talking about Kanye, you know, using him as an example, because again, I don't fuck with the dude. I don't give a fuck what he does. I'm not moved by it. I loved his artistry years and years ago. However, when he said that, that's where we stood still. Time stood still for us. Now, I'm not stupid. I know that he produces a lot of <clears throat> the artists that I love. You know, he's written a lot. He's produced a lot of different things, different people that I love. So I'm not completely removed from him. Because if I'm supporting Little Nas, for example, and he did have, he did write, um, what is the song the song that I love? I can't think of the name of it at the moment. With Jack Harlow. Kanye wrote that song. I love that song. And I love Little Nas X. So we're not completely separated here, but we're separated enough. And it would be more draining to just disassociate myself with every single person that you know he's produced and written for. I probably wouldn't like anybody. I probably need to be in my damn room writing my own songs at that point, you know? But the anti-Blackness of it all, I can't fully let that go. And I see things... Especially, you know, I know he has this new documentary out and I, I read a post from someone the other day. And this person said that they've always loved him and he's a genius and he's this and he's that. But then the same person is, you know, a few posts prior to this, you know, making remarks about, you know, someone else being anti-black and someone else being misogynistic. And, and, and I'm like, how do we switch that off in our brains where we can apply disdain and rejection, but acceptance and love for the same person, depending on what they give us. I don't, I don't understand that. So <clears throat> my struggle with February was there were so many images. I mean, from the first of the month, all the way through the end. You know, just different things happening. I think the two events that really, towards the end of February, that really rocked my soul was the finally, finally the passing of the anti-lynching legislation. And how much bipartisan support it received. But you had three asshats who said, you know what? I'm just going to be rebels for absolutely no fucking reason. I want to be one of the ones that say no, I was not in support of this. And of course, they're from southern states. Not to say that there aren't racists and idiots in northern and in the midwest and the west coast and the eastern shoreboard. But I'm like, come on. That rocked my world. The other thing that really rocked my, my soul, of course, was Ukraine. I am not, I just, I sat straight up in the bed and cried when I saw folks getting on trains, just trying their best to get to safety, leaving everything they love, they know, they own, trying to get to safety, people of all colors. But you got energy to push the, the black folks off the train. And you don't want them on the train with you. And the guards and the, you know the, the soldiers are pushing, and it just it just rocked my world. I just can't get I have got to find a way to get myself to a place where I know anti-blackness happens all over the world. It's global. It's just as old as prostitution. It's been around for a long, fucking time. And it's not going anywhere. And I am so moved by it that sometimes I can't function. It just breaks my heart because Black people to their core are just the same as everyone else. We have good, bad, indifferent. We have redeeming stories. We deserve the love. Some of us are wealthy. Some of us are just brilliant. Some of us are just naturally witty and funny. We're not any different than anyone else. but people find ways to slice and dice our humanity and issue it out like it's a fucking library card. And you're going to check out a book and you need to bring my book back in 30 days. And what bothers me the most about that is the black folks that sit up and let this shit happen. Now, sometimes you're caught off guard because I've been in situations where someone has been anti-black and It happens so swiftly and I'm so caught off guard and the trauma of the moment, sometimes you can't respond. And I think we need to start having honest conversations about that because it does happen. Like you don't always know what to say or do. And sometimes your response, it takes a minute. Sometimes you're not firing on all synapses and it's just a weird feeling sometimes And sometimes you're looking at where you are and all of those things trump a response. But I'm never like the the tiki barbers of the world who, you know, is quick to defend, you know, the New York Giants. Oh, they're not right. Shut your ass up. Nobody needs a fucking spokesperson to say that they are not racist. No one. If you're not racist, let your actions speak for it. You're not learning, you know exactly what to do. No one needs to teach you anything. You don't need salon-style discussions, you don't need books to read. You don't need to be in, you don't need to interact a little more because just as you do the research for you want to buy a new house, you're researching interest rates, square footage, previous owners you know, the the property value, you know exactly what to do. The problem is you've been called out for it and you don't know how to respond. You don't know what response to give. I'm always just struggling. I'm struggling. I struggled my ass off getting out of February. There were a few days that I couldn't even get out of bed. Like I worked from bed. I got my work done because work is a welcoming distraction for me. And I genuinely love what I do so I can transform my mind and just focus. And because it gives me, I love, I love having a sense of completion and that's what I get every day when I work. And there is, you know, some elation that goes along with that, the satisfaction of it. So because I was in this dark place in February, I spent more hours working. I'm saying through the wee hours of the night. And I was also working on a project in India, but I, the nights that I was not working on my project, I was still working through the night, going through my checklist, going through old emails, double checking everything, auditing files and, you know, checking my responses and looking at numbers and crunching data and All of those things, because again, it gives me a sense of completion, a sense of satisfaction. And I would do that until I just, my body just wore out and I would just close my computer and just put my head on the pillow. And I did that. And the only thing that kept me going was, you know, the next day I would get up and log in for work and, you know, my boss would be pleased with the effort. My team had everything that they needed. You know, the numbers were looking good. The financial data was great. And everything was just sm- it was, it was, it was smooth at that point. And I, that carried me. But that's not enough, you know? I had a couple of trips in February. They gave me a sense of relief, too, because I love to travel. So I got up. I got my, my stuff ready. You know, that was a welcoming thing. But guess what I was doing in the airport? I was fucking working. Working. Because that was that extra high for me. Because I saw so many things. And I just stopped watching social media for a while. You know, the Olympics was upsetting as hell. I know you guys can say whatever you want to say about Shikari, But old girl in the Winter Olympics got a chance to have someone advocate on her behalf. And they said that she took some of her grandfather's water, she drank after her grandfather, and that's why she had the traces of the medication in her, you know, this banned substance in her bloodstream. How do people get that kind of support? How do you get that kind of support? Why do you think everybody's so damn stupid and that we would believe that? Like, that blew my damn mind. Um, I, It just... I struggled getting through February. So now it's March and there is, um, you know, it's always the next sun, sunrise just gives you a little bit of hope for the day. We don't all have <clears throat> the same 24 hours, but <clears throat> having 24 hours to start again, even if it's just starting to feel good about yourself, it makes a difference. So now it's March and I'm hopeful for a very good March, but the anti-blackness is not going away. It has never gone away. How am I going to get myself through March knowing that the things that I've seen in February, you know, there's going to be a follow-up or an add-on to February. And I have April and my daughter is finally turning 18 years old. Finally. Lord have mercy, this child. I don't know how to push past that. Now, I have a great therapist. Um, I love her to death. I've seen her for years. And I am a person that says, if your spiritual war chest does not have a therapist in it and a routine where you take some time and unplug and disconnect from everything and everybody and you center yourself and you just listen to your body and you take care of your soul, if you don't have those two things in your in your war chest, I'm a little scared for you. <clears throat> you got to have, you know, things that help you become a better you for you. So I'm struggling with finding a way out of this place. Now, I have given to every black candidate running for something across the United States. Lee Merritt's, the Val Demings, you know, I get the emails all the time. The Warnocks, I'm just trying my best to help black folks get in these positions to make changes because I feel as though people of color have more empathy and we are more altruistic when it comes to leadership than some of the well-established names and people that like sensationalized and crass, you know, the Boeberts, the Taylor Greens, the Madison, you know, those kinds of people, they serve a purpose but it's not the purpose of the people. So I'm doing that. And there are organizations that I also give to. There's an organization in Arlington, Texas. And it's, a, it's a, um, like a food bank. I give money to them all the time. The food bank here where I live... They, you know, I have a deduction coming out of my paycheck. Smaller things, you know, if I know somebody's kid is trying to, you know, pay for music camp or band camp or something, I will give money to that. I'm doing all of the things that I feel as though a black person in my position with my resources and my ability to help others can do But the reigning of anti-blackness has worn my soul out. And I wonder if I'm the only person feeling this way. It's to the point where I can't even have conversations, you know. I don't want to talk about, you know, the, the latest news story or... You know, a police brutality case or I just like I don't have the energy for it anymore because I still am stuck at how can you be so cruel and unkind to black folks? But you have so much humanity and compassion and empathy and advocacy for someone else who ain't about shit. And you know what kind of situations I'm talking about. How does one flip their brain? So then I take it back to that point I made about Kanye. It's the same thing. You love the art. You love how it makes you feel. It gives you the, the rush of endorphins. It's a great feeling. You know, you can relate to it. But then you, in order to relate to it, you have to discard the comments like slavery is a choice. And you have to discard the fact that, you know, he and his ex-wife are living across the street from each other. And he is doing what a narcissist does. And, you know, and people are saying, well, she knew what she was getting into. Um, she's just a narcissist just like him. But when the shit is over, it's over. And it's not ever going to be over between the two of them until he gets his next supply. And... I, you know, I was really shocked that somebody would date the... You could not lay down in bed with me. If you've been harassing your ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife and her new new man and embarrassing the shit out of your children, you couldn't lay down in a bed with me. So I don't even know how old girl... What's her name? Fox, Julia Fo- How the fuck did you even switch your brain to some bullshit like that? Like, I just... I... I am struggling with all the mental gymnastics that people do just to get through the day and to justify doing the things that they do. I'm struggling and I need to have a better March because February was not it. It, This was the worst Black History Month on the fucking face of the It just, it was terrible. It was terrible. People were just hurtful and unkind and dehumanizing at every fucking, every day. Every day was a whole my beer day. So I am hoping for a better March. I hope Mercury is not in her micro braids. And we, I feel better about existing as a black woman because I struggled and I'm really just hoping for a better March. So some of the things that I am going to be intentional about this month is continuing to take that time to meditate and continuing to dedicate myself to the workout. I've changed my routine a little bit and it's because my body just started to get used to doing the same things over and over again. Keeping that routine steady, you know, eating lots of proteins. Now, I was in New Orleans for Zulu and all the foolishness. I got a chance to see one of my favorites, George Clinton, and he did not disappoint at 80 years old. Um, Beautiful concert. Still doing the things that make me happy, but I have to separate using work as a buffer or work as a supply that makes me happy. I've got to do that. So one of the things I did with my one-to-one with my boss is I told him that. (laughs) So he is very family oriented. At 3.15, he is nowhere to be found. So if you have a problem, it has to wait to 10 o'clock the next morning. (laughs) Um, But he has done this before. He will check to see if I'm working in the middle of the night. And I might need that push because... I need to just deal with humanity as it comes. I need to deal with challenges as they arise, and I need to you know continue to take care of myself. so I'm hoping that those things my the meditation, you know still enjoying the sense of purpose that works work gives me, but not being dependent upon it and keeping the work t- the routine as far as the workout fresh because that does give me another form of therapy. You guys, I've said it before, I love to get in my car with my music and my snacks and just roll. That always gives me a sense of relief. It's a lot I take a lot of time and I think while I'm driving. But the gym also does that to me. But going to the gym late at night when no one in there does it to me more than anything else because My music is loud. I can see, you know, I can see anyone coming or going from the gym. No matter what station, I can see the doors. So my music is loud. And Apple gives you that warning. Hey, your music's too loud. And you guys know I'm supposed to be wearing a hearing aid, but I'm too vain for that. But that's another podcast episode for another day. And it says, hey, your music is too loud. You know, I'm just in my zone. I'm working on muscle groups that I probably have neglected, you know, to be so detailed and take that time where it's just back day. You know, it's not just lower body and upper body day, but I'm doing back and I'm doing triceps and biceps and I'm working on quads and glutes and, you know, all of those things taking that time to be very intentional. so I hope that you guys have a good March because I'm hoping that I have a good month of March. Thank you for joining me on Weekend Coffee Girl.